the TJU presents a flawless production of Part 9, The Conclusion of Mortal Kombat. In this part, I'll be the narrator, Shang Tsung. Sonya! Raiden. And I'll be Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, Kitana, Grandfather. Interior, Sonya's cell, tower, night. The monk has released Sonya from her chains. He now closes the door on her and locks it. The cell is simple, with a meal spread out on a wooden table. She walks around, frustrated. She then sits to eat, opens a kettle, and reaches in with a large spoon. As two twitching antennae appear over the rim of the kettle, she slams the lid back down and shudders. Exterior, Outworld Forest, night. The immense moon illuminates our intrepid pair as they make their way through the trees. The branches groan loudly, although there is not enough, there is not even a rustle of wind. Johnny is disturbed by the sound and looks up at the moon through the thick canopy of branches. Notice anything funny about these trees? Why are they making that noise? <laughs> the Outworld Ice Cream Man are out and about. Lou stops and put up. Lou stops and puts oh, up. Oh God! Photoshop. Goro driving an ice cream truck. <laughs> All right, I'm on it. Lou stops and puts. Lou stops and puts up a hand. He closes his eyes and hears faintly the sound of raspy breathing. Lou's hand shoots out from from his side, and without opening his eyes, he grasps Reptile by the neck and pulls him from his perfectly camouflaged position. Gotcha. Reptile tires to spew. That's tries. Reptile tries to spew acid. What a lot of fucking misspellings in the last couple parts. What's going on with the writers? Reptile tries to spew acid, but Lou twists his neck around it and sprays it away from him. Reptile thrashes and changes hue four, five, six times, then finishes a ghastly moonlight white, red eyes staring defiantly. Reptile tries to claw Lou's eyes, squealing like a wild boar, but Lou grapples with him. The two spin and squirm across the forest floor, then Lou hurls him hard to into the cleft of the ancient blasted tree. The tree seems to hold Reptile in some invisible force field as he tries to break away. Then, in the blink of an eye, his face and body are covered with rough bark. His hands reach out like branches, which then sprout leaves. Lou thinks it's just another camouflage attempt. Yeah, like we can still see you. But there is something eerily real about this. Johnny approaches the bark-covered form and taps it. Oh, then steps well back. Okay. All right. Uh, the tree ate him. You're learning the dangers of Outworld, but you... But you have much more to learn before daybreak. Come. They turn to see Katana in the moonlight, looking luminous in her white garments. Can I say how red hop I am that you read... The Reptile fight in like two lines, and I spent three pages reading Sub Zero's fight. Well, buddy, they didn't. The Reptile fight wasn't in here yet. That was added later. Uh, Don't have that script. Princess Katana, you're not afraid of the trees? They are old friends and wise counselors. They will protect us until we reach the tower. Shang plans to fight your friend for the final combat. Sonia! 
Has she accepted? Not yet, but Shang is persuasive. We must hurry. She turns and leads the way, deeper into the forest, so that the men have to hurry after her. Interior, Sonia's cell, night. The intense moonlight foils Sonia's attempts at sleep. She rises, paces, goes to the window. Through the window, the desolate plain stretches out before her. Beyond it is the tree line of the ancient forest. Exterior, forest clearing, night. The blasted landscape oppresses Lou and Johnny as they keep up with Katana. I'm three people talking to oh, each other. Fuck yeah, so much Lou. <laughs> What's happened here? The same thing will happen in your world unless you prevent it. My father was the rightful ruler of that world. Then his best warriors lost 10 Mortal Kombats, and the Emperor entered the realm, killed my parents, and adopted me to lay claim to the throne. Why did the people of Outworld rise up and fight him? The Emperor sent the spreading darkness over the land. It wiped out all memory of the past. The people forgot who they were. I saw this in a dream, only it was my home. The dream is a warning. The reality depends on you. Before the, emperor, before the Emperor enters Earth Portal, he will first send his armies, led by Shang, who will cast the darkness before him. Your soldiers will wander days from the battlefield. Your great universities will be razzled to the ground. Your libraries burned so that no one can relearn what has been forgotten. The rising fury in Katana's voice stuns Liu and Johnny. The strong will be enslaved as they were here. Shang the sorcerer will use their forced labors to engineer the destruction of all that was good and beautiful. Those... Goro, fuck off. Those unfit... But how do you expect Shokans to get around? Those unfit for hard labor, the old and the children will be exterminated. Their, oh, fuck yeah, extermination's one. Their burial mounds will rise higher than your tallest mountains, and on it, the Emperor will build his castle as their only monument. She stops, unable to continue. How can... <laughs> oh, I, I didn't see the Lou on the previous page. <clears throat> How can one person stop such horror? You have the same power to save the world as Shang has to enslave it. He was born immortal and can still be destroyed. Ah, I... I think the man's question was, how? Look not to the weapon, but the hand that wields it. Your eyes must burn away all fear, all doubt, to see what is true. Lou and Johnny absorb all this as the morning mist begins to rise on the forest floor. If I did not believe in you, if... If I did not believe you could do this, Liu Kang, I would have not helped you. We, we, we. She leads off. The trio strides across the clearing toward the looming Mountain of the Dead and the Black Tower built upon it. Exterior, Black Tower, Dawn. The gates to the Black Tower, guarded by Barakas, are thrown <clears throat> open for a procession of black-cowled monks who make their way up the winding road from the plain below. Three more cowled figures fall in behind and enter the gates that are... Ugh, and enter before the gates are closed again. Interior, Black Tower Dungeon, Arena, Daybreak. Below the conical tower is a round, mandala-like arena of mosaic design of mosaic design made from thousands of smooth, flat stones. At the center, in black onyx, is the emblem of Mortal Kombat. 
illuminated by the first shafts of light through a high window around the dungeon. Black-cowled monks encircle the arena floor. Doors are thrown open, and Sony is nearly dragged in chains down winding stairs into the dungeon. From the tower above, a huge drum sounds a solemn cadence as Shang Tsung, dressed simply in black, is escorted by another cortege of monks. As the procession reaches the circle, three black-cowled monks step to the center of the arena and wait. They remove Sonya's chains. I go, what is my turn to do more characters? <clears throat> I won't fight you, Shang! I'm not playing into your game, whatever it is! There is no one else. The realm of Earth will forfeit the tournament, and its portals will open to our great emperor. No! I... <laughs> now I'm just Padme. My friends are coming! Hoping against hope is such an endearing human trait. I'm touched. Really. Take her back upstairs. The Emperor will be overjoyed. You're going down a path I cannot follow. Exactly. You liar! <laughs> God, that's so good. Gotta do that movie again. Two of the no. cowled monks already in the circle step forward. No, wait! I'll... I'll suck your... Yes? My friends will come! Now one of the monks throws back his cowl. It's Johnny! They're here already. Sonya is thrilled. Shang is surprised. Several of his escorts move forward, but Shang holds up a hand to stop them. Right on cue. So much like an actor. Are you challenging me? The second monk now throws back his cowl. Lou. No, I am. Shang's face falls. Lou and Lou, Johnny, and Sonya see it. Shang doesn't want to fight him. Seize them! The escort of monks once more surges forward, but the third cowled figure in the circle now reveals herself. Katana! Would you interfere with the tournament and betray our benevolent emperor? In his great wisdom, he knows that Mortal Kombat cannot be won by treachery. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I was listening to Emperor this morning. The monks, the monks fall back before the regal presence of the princess, her face flushed with righteous anger. No one cares. Your stupidity will lose for all time the keys to the realm of Earth. Okay, since when the fuck do we care about anyone? At that moment, the entire tower resonates like a gigantic drum, as if monstrous first has crashed down upon the world. <clears throat> the doors leading to the tower above are before, <clears throat> the doors leading to the tower above are blown open by a great wind which sweeps through the dungeon. In the circle, the monks cringe and hide their faces. The wind subsides. Fair point. Our beloved master knows I speak the truth. Fuck yeah. Our beloved master also knows you are a traitor. He can read your deceitful heart. He reads what is there, but he cannot change it. Shang realizes he has been outwitted. Lu steps forward. I am Lu Kang, ancestor to Kung Lao. I challenge you to mortal combat. Do you accept or yield? The monks quickly withdraw from the mandala. Kitana, Lu, and Sonia draw back as well, leaving Shang and Lu alone. Shang closes his eyes. His aura once again begins to glow around him. I accept. But this time, the voices of hundreds of warrior souls, louder and more tormented than anything we have yet heard, seem to swirl around the mandala echoing off the round stone walls with an absolutely deafening din. The circle of stones on the arena floor suddenly begins to separate along jagged lines, opening into several deep pits.
pits with long spikes waiting to impale anyone who should fall into them. With the whirling, reverberating cacophony of lost souls growing ever louder as they shout their pain and hatred, calling out a terrible warning to Lou in many, many tongues, Lou seems disoriented, and for a moment terrified. Johnny, Sonia, Katana are forced to the edge of the mandala, astonished. Johnny covers his ears. What is that sound? Hundreds of warriors' souls crying out, a thousand years of victories, the source of all Shang's power. Shang stands at the center of the mandala near the gaping pits. A spectral soul inhabits his body. He transforms into a Japanese samurai who sits cross-legged at the very center of the arena. Back to Lu, calm, eyes closed, waiting. Although the spectral cyclone of souls is invisible, the deafening sound of dissonant voices whirls around the arena, disorienting Lu as he moves along the narrow stone path toward the figure. Twice he nearly teeters into the spiked pits. Then he, then he closes his eyes, waits, composes himself. He is ready. Samurai Master rises, turns, bows, and the fight begins. Lu uses a combination of many disciplines to mount an attack. The two combatants battle long and hard, teetering several times over the pit. Master's movements are strong and fluent. He waits for Lu's attacks, seems to anticipate every move and counter it. Lu is covered in sweat. He contemplates his next move, then stops, ponders, and waits. Johnny, Catania, Sonia, the three watch in surprise. What's he doing? Learning from his opponent, very wise. Resume fight. This, by the way, I think uh, I think I forgot to put Chan on the list, but I'm pretty sure Chan talks in here. Uh, resume fight. The spectral, invisible voices seem to mute. Their chant becomes more rhythmic, as if they too are waiting for something. The samurai master allows just a flash of impatience play over his figures. Lu has adopted his strategy. Finally, he attacks. Lu doesn't budge until the last possible millisecond. Then, with movements as fluid as his adversaries, he hurls the samurai master toward the pit. The voices scream in near unison. A shockwave of noise, and Shang reappears, does an aerial somersault, and lands on a nearby walkway, separated from Lu by a long trench of spikes. My compliments. But that was just a warm-up. Light entertainment to amuse our gracious and sporting emperor. <clears throat> Well, I'm all warmed up now. Excellent. The voices The voices once more become loud and agitated as Shang transformed into a Dark Ages warlord. His huge silhouette framed against the light from the windows as it glints off his chainmail armor. The warlord draws a long broadsword which he wields with incredible strength, making it whistle effortlessly through the air. The warlord moves along the stone walkway toward Lu, letting the sword whirl and flash as he comes. Lou's eyes, betray <laughs> Lou's eyes betray fear. Then he takes a deep breath and begins to focus as the warlord approaches. First, only on the dazzling, whirling sword. Then, on the hands, which wield the sword. <laughs> the warlord suddenly stops his whirling sword and brings it down to decapitate Lou, who uses jujitsu. His own hands flutter bird-like to intercept. Not the sword, but the hands that hold it. His gesture nearly throws the warlord into the pit. Recovering, the warlord lunges straight in to impale Lu, who steps aside and again throws the warlord to the narrow walkway. A third time, the warlord charges, enraged, sword held high to cleave Lu down the middle, but Lu ducks and, using his feet, 
hurls the warlord over his head, sending him hustling toward the spiked pit behind him as the voice of the damned souls reach a crescendo. The warlord resumes the form of Shang Tsung. His face twisted to a taunting smile for Lu, who was once again prevented from pressing his attack by the gaping pit. I see you've been coached by your new nursemaid. And with that, the voices again clamor as Shang transforms into hu two huge tigers who snarl Whoa. and begin to stalk Lu animality, who snarl and begin to stalk Lu from across the pit, flanking him as he retreats back down on his narrow walkway. So at some point, he fucking absorbed the souls of t tigers. Well, they're formidable warriors. Yes. Sonya, Katana, and Johnny watch. Sonya is disgusted. Every time Lu starts to win, Shang uses magic. Magic is the only an illusion. He must see beyond it. This illusion keep eat him. Oh fuck! <clears throat> this illusion keep eat him for breakfast. Resume fight. One tiger leaps easily across the pit in front of Lu. The second tiger leaps to the walkway behind him. Slowly, they begin to close the distance. Lu sees that they are about to pounce. He times his own move until the two tigers spring. Lu leaps out over the pit his hands grasping the next ramp and swinging perilously over the spikes, waiting to impale him as the two tigers leap at nothing, collide and merge into a blinding explosion of white light. Does this, does this explain why tigers attack Siegfried and White? White light, which, cover, which hovers at the center of the arena. Shang's enslaved soul suddenly goes silent, voices stilled. The light dims. Chan stands before his brother. He smiles lovingly. Lu- fuck on Chan. Lu is disarmed by this unexpected apparition. Chan walks slowly toward him, the warm smile in, in place. Lu is as tr transfixed by the hypnotic eyes as the junk captain was by the giant cobras. Remember that, everybody? He begins backing away from the apparition. Lu, it's me. I've come to help you. Chan? Raiden sent me. No. Lu is backing toward the spiked pit, unaware. I died for you. Lou is caught in Chan's mesmerizing stare, listens to his soft voice. He is only yards away from the pit now. Chan, it was my fault. Uh, come with me. Hi. Kia! <laughs> Give me your hand. Intercut with Johnny, Katanya, and Sonia as they register their reactions. They've all lied to you. I will show you what is true. Chan holds out his hand towards his brother, only yards away. We can be together now. Lu turns his head, startled by these words. The only thing worse than these voices is us having to do it <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Lu, did I say the line yet? Did I say the yeah, line? you did. Okay. <laughs> Let my eyes burn away all fear and guilt. Who look at me? No! Chan steps forward, only moments from shoving Lu into the spikes behind him in the dark pit. Aru! <laughs> God damn it. Lu is nearly under Shang's spell. With his last willpower, he shuts his eyes right. You know what? I'm going to recorrect that the way I think it should be. With his last willpower, he shuts his eyes tight, repeating a mantra to himself. Let me see what is truer. 
Lu opens his eyes. Lu's point of view, Shang slash Chan. At first, Lu sees only his brother Chan. Brother. But then, a mere shadow at first, he begins to see Shang Tsung through the illusion. Shang's image grows brighter, overwhelming the magical spell until Lu sees not his brother's hand reaching out in friendship, but the long talon-like fingers reaching straight for Lu's chest, as if to pierce it and pull his heart out, or wrench his soul from his body. Lu looks up just as Chan lunges to push Lu into the pit, but Lu's hand comes up even faster and grasps the hand. With all of his determination and strength, he begins to brush it. Chan's kind features melt, aw melt away into the paired grimace of Shang, eyes glowing malevolently, fangs bared. The sounds from the unseen spectral cyclone begins to rotate faster and faster, as if energized with excitement. There is a babble of voices in many languages, hard to distinguish what is being said. The noise is again deafening. Shang manages to break Lu's grasp, but Lu is now in full counterattack, using all his phenomenal skills as a fighter to force Shang back. The spectral babble of voices has now unified into one cry from many voices. Finish him! Shang hears them and is bewildered. You hear them, Shang? All the souls you've stolen! The voices of your slaves! They turned against you! Release them! The voices of the invisible warrior souls whisper to Lu, finish it, finish him. They no longer seem to whirl like a mad cyclone, but hover in need, in near anticipation. I'm gonna guess it says. A lot of, a lot of misspellings in this part. I didn't type it. <clears throat> Never! They are mine, and so are you. And with that, Sheng mounts a last ferocious counterattack. For a brief few moments, it looks as if the sheer momentum of the assault will drive Lu back into the spiked pit. But at the last possible instant, Lu diverts the, char the charge, and Shang's own... What the fuck is that supposed to be? Shang's own whatever carries him over the edge. He plummets into the deepest pit. Lu is on his knees, gasping for breath. He peers over the edge. It's over. See, now, it would... Shang's own momentum carries him over. That would make more sense, but Elaine, sure Alon, I don't know what that is. Yeah, his own weight, his own whatever. Ferraris. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Then he rises and turns. It's also not John flawless. You got hit multiple times. It's fine, buddy. Johnny, Sonia, and Katana see it before Lou. Something is happening in the pit behind him. Shafts of light. Some ethereal presence. Lou stops, sensing it as well, and as, he, as he turns. An immense spectral cyclone whirls from the pit, rises to fill the high ceiling dungeon. For the briefest of moments, we see the vaporous visages of dozens of warriors, mouths shouting in joy. Then the cyclone disintegrates. Individual souls float free, rising, spinning, the spectral music of their many voices forming some strange harmony now, as the ectoplasmic vision streams through the high open windows, free! Only one specter remains. Chan. The specter of his brother does not smile deceitfully as before. He hovers close. Lu is moved to tears. Brother? Is it Riri you? <laughs> it's Riri me. I can see the sacred flame, Wu. It's burning bright inside you. Lu reaches out to the specter. Chan extends a hand they cannot touch. Both smile. Lou hovers. Lou lowers his hand first. Go in peace, my brother. We're de-evolving now. And the specter <laughs> of chance slowly rises. 
dissipating like the other spirits. Rising, rising, gone. Lou joins his friends and Katana. Oh, Katana's on his friend. Johnny hugs his friend to him, unable to, for once in his life to find the words. A moment later, Sonia does the same. Then... Let's go home. Exterior, Liu Kang's village, dusk. On the hill above the temple, the beacon fire burns joyfully on the altar of light. The village is in the midst of an enormous celebration among the cheerful and vivacious villagers. Oh, vivacious. <clears throat> Sonia and Johnny walk side by side. They are both happy. <laughs> when you read the beacon fire, I immediately was just like... Even through the, the fucking goddamn song. God damn it. <clears throat> Look, you probably think I came to rescue you in Outworld because of some male pride thing, but... I know why you came. You did? <laughs> there is a look in her eye that hadn't been there before. Johnny can't look away from it. To his amazement, she leans in and kisses him gently. After his initial reaction, he returns the kiss. They never kiss in the movie. Nope. Uh, on altar. Of... But then all of a sudden, she cared in the second one when his neck was snapped. She was like, "My love, like what, bitch?" On altar of light, Raiden stands near the grandfather, both smiling and wait. Oh, goddamn, here comes grandfather. Both smiling and waving at the celebrating throngs below. I knew he could do it. So did I. A lot of blue. Never had a moment's doubt. Hmm? No, a lot of blue down there. You know it. Raiden's expression seems to say otherwise as the grandfather glances sideways at him. But who is he to question a god? Exterior, outside village. Katana and Lou talk as they walk along the dikes of... That's what it says. As they walk along the dikes of the rice paddy, the beacon and the lanterns of the village reflect on the still waters. The noise of celebration is more muted as it carries across to them. Two of my favorite things, dikes and yep. rice. You know what? Stay here. Don't go back. I can't. My people need me to lead them. Your world is safe. Mine isn't. Then I'll go back to Outworld with you. I'll help you fight the Emperor. You saved your world. By defeating Shang, you've given us hope for ours. But only the people of Outworld can save it. I... I want to see you again. I don't know. What did the legend say? I think from now on, we make our own legends. Kitana. Hang on, buddy. Oh. She puts a gentle finger to his lips to keep him from saying more, and kisses him. Then she leaves. Raiden suddenly walks up behind Lou, smiling. Lou notices him. Am I going to see her again? Oh, I suppose you'll bump into her again someday. I won't wait long. <laughs> My cock is really on. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Raiden, I'm about to bust. <laughs> Those who look for trouble seldom wait long. If he's not off saving the world somewhere, he gets bored. There are more adventures ahead, and knowing you, You'll manage to drag me into them, and those new friends of yours. Johnny smiles at Raiden's sly way of twisting things. Good. The sooner, the better. Raiden shakes his head, then turns to look at the magnificent beacon fire on the hilltop. 
Lou turns to watch it as well. You're a very impatient man, Liu Kang. It's what I've always liked about you. Lou shoots a surprised look at Raiden, who smiles without taking his eyes from the beacon fire. The beacon fire burns brightly, sending sparks into the night sky. It fades into the Mortal Kombat logo as we fade out. The end. <laughs>